¿Qué pasa, gente? We're just here in Nashville, Tennessee, living the dream. It's another beautiful morning, and we're going to hit you with a fresh new episode of Dos Giri Sin Guía. Stick around and check it out. So today, we are talking about a, uh, a much promised topic. We talked about this in a previous episode that we would go more in depth on this particular verb because it is just so, it's got so many uses and it can be very confusing. But anyway, without further ado, uh, the verb is quedar. Um, so yeah, we'll be getting into that today. Andres, you got anything to say at the beginning about quedar? Is, I just want to know, in your humble opinion, is there anything that Kedar can't mean? Oh, very few things. There are not a whole lot of things that Kedar cannot mean. A really very wide-ranging set of definitions for Kedar. Yeah, yeah, dude, I think uh, historically, or at least anciently, uh, at one point it actually did signify just everything. I, I believe it was the word that stood for universe. Now, <laughs> it must be something like that. Able to isolate it to 12 or 15 meanings. <laughs> it's going to be a great episode today. Super exciting episode of Dos Giri Sin Guía. We're going to be getting into the nitty gritty. I should not be peeking the audio like that. We're going to be getting into the nitty gritty. Kedar um, is like the om. Yeah, it's the om. It's just the thing you chant. Kedar, om, Kedar. So the first definition I'm going to hit you guys with is, I think, the most simple. It's the simplest, and it's uh, the one that I learned before any of these other meanings, and it is just to be left or to remain. So if you ask someone, uh, ¿Cuántos quedan? Or ¿Cuántos te quedan? You're just asking, how many are left or how many do you have left? Um, so I would say that is probably number one definition. Quedar, to be left. Or to be left or to remain. So then after quedar, the uh, very, very similar definition of this is if you put say on the end, the reflexive say, meaning you do something to yourself or you're asking someone else to do something to themselves. Um, so a very easy example would be quédate ahí, stay there. And it's very similar to the to be left or the to remain definition, but it's just saying leave yourself there or remain there yourself. Um, so it's just adding the reflexive bit to really the first definition, so it's very, very similar. But Andres has another example of when you can use this quedarse in conjunction with another verb. Can you explain that, Andres? Okay, folks. So this, uh, the verb we just heard, like quedarse, to stay or to remain, as Mike explained, can be used with a gerund afterwards. And it, it practically means the same thing, but the focus is on the action that the gerund is doing. And uh, I'll, I'll give you an example, and I'm gonna show it to you two different ways, but hopefully you can understand what the meaning is, and then we'll do our best to kind of like translate it roughly. So, me quedé ocho horas viendo series de Netflix. All right, so I said me quedé ocho horas viendo, there's our gerund, series de Netflix. Or you could say it side by side with quedar and the gerund right afterwards. So me quedé viendo uh, series de Netflix ocho horas. Okay? And, and then you would not need the por ocho horas? You would just say, because you use the gerund, you don't need the por, correct? Right, right, okay. yeah. Me quedé ocho horas viendo, yeah. me quedé viendo ocho horas o ocho horas at yeah. the end. Nice. And so pretty much, if you haven't already figured this out on your own, it means like to stay eight hours watching series on Netflix, which I would equate to I, 
I kept watching or I, pretty much I was watching. That's the tricky thing about this verb that we brought up last week is so often it just means to be in English. When, whenever we try to make like a really good, authentic translation, we're reduced to using the verb to be. But in Spanish, it's like this really versatile verb yeah. itself that has a lot of other meanings on top of it. And so when you hear it, it can be tempting to like get a bit overwhelmed. Um, there's another verb like this that me and Mike have talked about, probably not in this episode or in the show, but HR. I think we did have, I think we uh, had one about HR, maybe not. Yeah, if you don't know anything about a child except for like the one meeting, then you come to Spain, you're going to feel mad overwhelmed because it pops up left and right. And so Kedar's a little bit like that. But sorry, I went on a bit of a rant there. No, that's um, awesome. So this is the thing about Kedar, just like Andres was saying, is a lot of these are very, very similar definitions. And they're just kind of very slightly different contexts. Where it gets confusing is when we try to translate it in, in, into English, more so than actually just thinking in Spanish. It's because when we translate it into English, well, this quedar means to be, this quedar means to become, this quedar means to be located. But like, when you think about it in terms of Spanish, they're all similar, not all of them, but most of them are pretty similar definitions of quedar. So I'm gonna give one more example of quedar say, is just to stay in a type of lodging. And that's really, really similar to the other quedar say, which is just quedate ahí, stay there, you know, stay there yourself. But then if you say, nos quedamos en un hotel en las montañas durante la tormenta, like we stayed in a hotel during the storm. So it's still talking about where you are and your physical location, and it's just reflexive. So instead of talking about something else, you're talking about yourself. Um, but to me, that's very, very similar definition to the other ones of Kedar. It's just a slightly different. Yeah, for, to my best judgment, I'm pretty sure that those are the same and one just includes like, more information about the actual location, right? Like, yeah. he actually tells you precisely where, it's just only saying there. Whereas in the, the subsequent example, it's like we stayed at a hotel. Yeah, and it's like you could say, oh, well, yeah, our lodging was at a hotel. Like, there's different ways you can translate it into English. But when you think about it in Spanish, it's like the same, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Cool, so here's one that is a little bit strange or it's at least stranger than what we've heard up to this point and it's when something turns out a certain way so for the people wondering um or that that have studied spanish and they're thinking that should be salir like um no me sale bien right like whenever i try to speak spanish no me sale bien and that could be like it just turns out poorly or bad but we're going to use quedar here and it's quite common especially when you're talking about something that like you cooked or something something that usually like involves other people's opinion so like if it's we were talking about exposition earlier if you did a piece of art and then everybody else was looking at it how they appraised your art that would decide whether or not te ha quedado bien or te ha quedado mal and the example i have here is la paella me quedó muy rica right so that's like my paella turned out really delicious. Yeah. Um, and don't say la paella, se me quedo muy rica. I did that for a long time. They, I think they got it. I mean, there's no other really, there's not an intelligible other next step to make. It's just like, all right, he's trying to say. Yeah, he said the actual so, say. But 
then you're just getting wordy and it sounds verbose and it's wrong. So I would think that it seems to me if you add the say, it would almost be taking less credit for you making the paella and it'd be like, oh, the paella turned out good to me. Like, could you say that if you ordered it at a store? Okay, never mind. I'm not going to get into that. Too nitty gritty. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to know that. Nope, I'm, back, I'm backspacing. I'm making an executive decision. Not, not gonna ask that question. But I am. What I am gonna do is I'm gonna piggyback off of that uh, because you say me ha quedado muy bien o muy rico. I'm gonna say another very similar um, use of quedar is you can say me queda bien o mal. But in the context of when you're talking about a person. Uh, if you're saying, Sean, me queda bien, Andres, me queda muy bien, you're saying they made a good impression on you, or you like them. Uh, so it's saying that you like them, but it's really more with the emphasis put on them doing something to impress you. They've, they have done something, it's like they did the action, you're not the doing the action. That they rubbed off on you, right? Yeah, like, exactly. We don't say like, he rubbed off really well on me, but you can rub off bad on someone. Yeah, I do. And then the way they rubbed off, right? Yeah, if you rub someone the wrong way, that would definitely be Kedar's mile. It just sounds weird to say to rub the right way. Well, that sounds very sexual. Someone, I can rub someone the right way. <laughs> I think there's a different way to translate that. Yeah, that's a, diff that's a different word. Um, that's a different use of Kedar. But anyway, yeah, Kedar bien o mal, if you're talking about a person, that means to rub the right way the wrong way or to make a good impression. Okay. So get ready to have your neurons go on fireworks because I'm just going to give you another one that means this is now three in a row that sound the exact same, but they all mean something different, right? Just to, to recap, you got me queda rica, and that's like, it turned out really good, but it was mine. Let's not forget that. And then... <laughs> Um, well, it's, that's the whole point of the way that they speak in Spanish. One, one day we'll do an episode about that. Then what Mike just said was, <laughs> me queda bien. And that's referring to the person kind of like making a good impression on him at first. And now we're going to say, me queda again, but it's esta camiseta me queda grande. Mm -hmm. Or, me queda bien, but it's like, it fits me well, or it suits me in some way. Yeah. All right? And you can use that far beyond just clothing. Um, but I, I feel like by and large, yeah, it's actually just like, never mind. I would, I would, wouldn't you limit that more or less like shoes, clothes? I was thinking for yeah. a second that it's expensive. But... I'm thinking about like if you bought a new car and you're in the yeah. new car and you're like, ah, te queda muy bien. I feel like that would sound weird to say, That's even though that suits you. Te pega bien. Te pega. Okay, so that would be. So it's, it does seem probably more more clothes than more maybe like very personal items. Yeah. Maybe like a bright like what about a pulsera? What about like a bracelet? Would you say yeah. te queda bien? The more we talk about it, it sounds like things that it's just like you can't actually physically try on. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I like that. Um, and then yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say este coche te queda bien. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Maybe I'm wrong. Tell us, in the, tell us in the comments if we're wrong. So we're gonna backpedal a little bit to another, rather than all these really complicated examples, we're gonna go back to another one of the easier examples um, that you learn like Spanish one, basically. And that is to be located is talking about like the, yeah, where does something is located in space, in space, <laughs> where something is located in space. Um, so if I say la alimentación, 
That's better to say that than the Chino. Um, if you say the La Alimentación queda al lado del bar, you're saying it is located next to the bar. Um, but Andres has some other specific examples that are that are related to this, but a little bit uh, a little bit more complicated. Yeah, well, it's it's really just the one, and I would include in my definition of like what this quedar is trying to do is is make a comparison of where something is located in space, but all, it's always relative to something else. So in the sentence, you'll have something like this is really similar to Mike's La Farmacia. Queda al lado del super. So the, the pharmacy's is, next, again, yeah. just as the verb to be, is next to the supermarket. And then we can, originally I had, it orients us in time, but I think that these can all be kind of bracketed together in, in more of like an um, umbrella understanding. So Madrid queda a unas tres horas de Salamanca. That means Madrid is roughly three hours away from Salamanca. Even though in the conversation we've used time to quantify the distance, it's still the the like the location the that we're getting at yeah. is how far away it is. Yeah. So it's really no different than saying that it's it's right next to the supermarket. Well, it's three hours down the street. Oh yeah, the exactly. Or it's a five minute walk. It's, wh wh yeah, how far away are you from the supermarket? You could say I'm 300 meters, or you could say uh, like I uh, me queda a 300 metros, or, tre or me queda a cinco minutos. You know, you could say it's five minutes away. So I feel like it's, it's, a, it's the same thing to talk about how long it takes you to get there as to say, or it's very, very similar to say how long it takes you to get there and how physically far away the distance is. So what we're saying is feel free to play with the metrics and the increments. Go wild. Have a good <laughs> Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, that's, yeah, so what, what else you got, Andres? I got one more thing, but that's, I don't know, one you want me to I, say. I got another one, and this is what I promised to bring up in this episode. This is like the inspiration for the episode, but we're not going to get too much into it. Probably, there's not so much to be said. In fact, let me just tell you. So uh, the after effect of something on something else, you're probably going, oh, my God, man. But really, that that's all it is. And it's it was linked nicely with... Uh, verbs of change, and it's going to end up being to be again in our translation. But I'll give you an example. Tras el accidente, el chico se quedó paralizado. Right. So after the accident, here's the the uh, the event. El chico, the boy, se quedó paralizado. He was he ended up or he was paralyzed, and so that's the after effect taking place on the thing. And so whenever there's like a direct consequence of a previous event, they so often rely on quedar instead of to say ser. They won't just say that he was paralyzed because this verb for them doesn't imply any cause or, or linkage between those two things. But in English, we always, we say like, yeah, well, this happened. And then he was that. Well, we can like hear in that verb that these two things are united. So when you when you have a sentence like this, go go back to quedar. No, quedar se. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and I've got a more uh, elaborate example sentence for you. Me quedé asombrado cuando el chico pegó a la mujer y se llevó su bolso. Whoa. All right. So I was like totally astonished when the guy hit the woman. 
and then stole her bag. I would be astonished too. Yeah, yeah. All right, that that cleans up everything on my end, Mike. I think you can take it away. Okay, um, so I, I've saved my absolute favorite slash maybe not so favorite for last. Uh, this is the one that really opened up a whole new world of skate art for me. I guess let me just say what it is and then I'll explain it. I remember the first time I heard Aber Quedado, it confused the crap out of me. Because, well, the context I heard it in was Amos Quedado a la six. This is back when I was giving private lessons to a woman in Segovia and then we were talking about when we were going to meet up later that day and that was very confusing to me because I know that Amos Quedado, that's talking about the past, uh, that's the, the, sorry, the present perfect uh, uh, of Aber Quedado, and then that does, so that's talking about the past though, but if we're going to hang out in the future, my understanding of Quedar was like, to hang out, that's another also definition of Quedar is just to hang out. But when she said Amos Quedado, that confused the crap out of me, because it's talking about the past, but she was, but we hadn't hung out yet. And so, at the end of everything, this is probably a big Leo. This is probably a big, I'm saying, I'm not saying this very well. But at the end of everything, if you say, hemos quedado, it is almost all the time talking about making plans to hang out and not actually the hanging out itself. So if I say to you, hemos quedado a las seis, well that means we have made plans. We have arranged to hang out at six. That doesn't mean we have hung out at six. But there's another Leo in here. This one gets very complicated because it can also just mean we have hung out. If you say it without the haber, uh, if you just say quedamos a las seis ayer, you really can mean either we did hang out at six o'clock yesterday, or you can mean we had plans to hang out at six o'clock yesterday. And this kind of goes back to a common theme with Kedar, is this verb has so many different definitions, you really have to rely a lot on context. What would you say if I told you that we were only just getting warmed up? I but thought there's you said- But there's still more meanings. I thought you said you were done. I thought you had said you were done. I didn't turn the page. I didn't turn the page. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh boy. This is going to be a real long episode. <laughs> All right. So buckle up or unbuckle if you care to leave. Exit the vehicle. This is your chance. Um, but look, I only got two left anyways. So this means to keep. And you're going to want to keep this in the forefront of your mind because it's really useful and took me a long time to, to learn, but you can use quedar in the reflexive way with the preposition con and it means to keep something. So for example, Mike, tu puedes quedarte con mi libro. That means you can keep my book. Thank um, you, Andres. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then gonna get straight into the next one. Uh, this means to pull somebody's leg or to mess with someone. And I like this one. I just learned it today, all right? And I don't know if I should even be telling you guys this, right? It took me like 12 or maybe longer, 12 years at least, to find this out on my own. Anyways, no te das cuenta de que se está quedando contigo, right? You say it a little bit ironic. It's like, come on, man. Aren't you, uh, are you blind? Because he's messing with you. He's pulling your leg. Quedarse con alguien. All right, and I promise that's a wrap. Oh man, guys, I we really appreciate you sticking around. We know it's very complicated stuff, but uh, who better to go through this with than the Dos Kitties? I don't, I can't think of any two better guys, you know. 
So we loved having you here. Uh, I hope you loved having us. Espero que te hayamos quedado bien. I hope that we have rubbed you the right way. We've made a good impression. Vale, chicos, hasta pronto y hasta la próxima grabación. Nos vemos. Venga. Bye.